Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Hill Show podcast. Man, I have the most amazing guest. Really cool that you're here. I'm here. We have a whole crew here. <laughs> We're downtown Edmonton, arguably one of the nicest days we've had in like a month. It's like minus seven or something out there right now. But uh, I want to start off with a quote, Sean, and the quote is this. Man can never become innovative unless man knows who he or woman she knows who they are. What do you think about this? Wow. Well, first of all, let me tell you, and I'm going to I'm gonna respond to the quote. <laughs> I've been wanting to jump onto the pod with you for a while for a couple of different reasons. Number one is that I feel like we are we we are basically cut from the same cloth in the yes. sense that we're both from the we're both from the hood. We've never met by the way. Never We've met. Never met. Never met. We're both from the hood, Mill Woods. He's got that we're, African yeah. butt too, right? He got we, that we're, African we're, origin we're, we're butt. We're both from the hood. You uh, your son's too. Mm-hmm. My daughter's too. Um, you know, your, your, your mother passed away mm. at a very young age. Uh, you know, my, my, uh, my father passed away at relatively young age too. So I feel like there's a lot of commonalities. We'll get into that. Getting back to your quote, uh, around innovation, to be honest with you, I believe it so much. I think, I think, um, you know, to me, innovation is about creating value in new ways. And in order to do that, you have to have a, a deep realization of, what you want off to the world and um, you have to actually understand who you are organizations have to understand who they are in order to actually build and transform and build and, and, and create things so um, I love that you brought that quote if you don't mind if I just if I can steal a quote and then put it into my next talk absolutely yeah. man no problem man just give me that photo give me that little credit on that deck you know yeah. that little powerpoint um, for everybody who's listening if you're not aware of Sean Canungo he's a digital strategist slash innovative slash disruptive keynote speaker his mandate is to go into big businesses that are, you know, kind of sleepy and big. You know, it's kind of like one of those businesses where it's like, okay, we want to change our letterhead. It has to be like passed through 25 different people. Meanwhile, Ryan Holtz <laughs> Marketing is a three-person show, and I'm so quick to make a decision that I could probably could take out the big guys, so to speak. How and why have you chose this career path? And I don't think this is something necessarily you can go to university, college, school, and learn. You have to, like, come out of your mom's womb curious. You have to come yeah. out of your mom's womb saying things like in class, like, well, why this? Like, why that? Not just taking, you know, information as raw data into your brain and then saying, okay, this is the only way it is. You're all about, well, how how else can we do it? And you're all about, well, this process is good. How can we make that better? Or how can we disrupt it? I feel like the word disruptive and disruption has become a little bit of an overused term yeah. now. Everybody's getting up on stage saying, you know, I want to disrupt this. I want to disrupt this. Meanwhile, they can't even like run their business day to day and they're worried <laughs> about disrupting. Yeah. Why? Why this and and how did Sean Canungo come into this man? Well, yeah, you know what? There's a lot packed into there, and I think you know. For me, you, you know, you, you picked on a word called curiosity. I remember mm. you had a podcast with 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 Nora talking about curi- curiosity is is your mandate. It's our mandate. You know, when, you, when you get people on the podcast, curiosity is a mandate, and you know that's the same thing for me too. You know, the reason why I got into the disruption innovation space is I was just curious. I would walk into organizations all day long to figure out, <laughs> you know, wh- how how is this how does this business exist yeah why does it exist I know I, I remember just driving in different cities and looking around and looking at all these businesses and, and billboards I'm like what does this company do like yes. fundamentally getting curious yes. about what they do and how they make money that is um, it, it, I'm always doing that constantly my wife and I we will enter into a restaurant and be like how, how like how are people coming here um, you know, I look at people and their careers and their jobs and say, how does this exist? So, you know, for me, it, it, it's an innate, I think disruption and innovation is really about curiosity. It's about, it's about understanding why something exists and figuring out, okay, how do we make this better? Mm. How do we make this five to 10% or 10X a better just by looking at a particular um, problem or looking at a particular organization? Um, and so it goes back to that curiosity. And for me, like at a very young age, you know, that's, it was, I don't know, it was, it's just part of, me. I don't know, maybe it's part of, you know, growing up, Mill Woods, you know, you know what? Uh, I don't know what it is. What about you? Like, I, you're the same I, way too. You know, you're, you're, you're always looking I, at I'm, ways. I'm, at, I'm, at a, doing, I'm doing a picker, man. I'm a, I'm a picker. Like it's 
when I meet somebody, like I'm looking through their eyes into their soul, man. Like whatever you're telling me, usually verbally, I'm not really listening to that. I'm, I'm actually picking up on your mannerisms. Yeah. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of animalistic when it comes that way. And what I, what I'm kind of, what, what my biggest beef is with even human nature is the lack of self-awareness in which people walk around, do their business, even in their personal lives. Give me kind an of example. To. What do you, give me uh, an example. Self-aware is somebody who's running a company that knows they should be a number four, not a number one. And they're willing to let their company go belly up because they don't know how to run a business, a shitty business person. Right. If we were to venture to say, like, you, you talk about, like, Fortune 500 companies and stuff, some of these names aren't even on the list anymore because they're long gone. We look at retail operations in the retail sector. Look at all the stores that are shutting down, man. What I mean by lack of self-awareness is something as simple as being able to say, I'm not good at this. I can find somebody who's much better at this. And at the heart of this self-awareness is ego. Ego has been known to kill like everything in its path. And Ryan Holiday writes a great book and it's called Ego is the Enemy. Ego is the Enemy. Ego is the Enemy. Ego is the Enemy. And, you know, in the innovative and disruptive sectors, I think, especially for what you do, when you go into a business and say, here's how you can do it better, not everybody's going to receive that message so well. Some people, if they're egotistic or let the ego start feeding into their mind, they might take it on as, oh, Sean's trying to challenge me here. And now your defenses get up. Some of the best leaders and business people that I've ever met, they're so receptive to just criticism, constructive feedback, always trying to learn, always trying to, you know, build. We talk about the Warren Buffetts and the Steve Jobs. These guys always, to this day, think they never solved anything. They're, yeah. they're constantly hungry for that. So when we go back into, you know, our original question is that you're an innovative guy. We come from Mill Woods. We do all these things. You've listened to the podcast, but my podcast is simply centered around people who are doing different things, yeah. having the self-awareness to understand why they're doing those things, and then having the humility to understand when they're not doing them well and to find somebody or learn how to do them better. And I think that this is at the core of even what you do, because how can you go into a company and say, OK, company X, Y, Z, you need to be more innovative. That company is built by human beings. The human being is the one that's the driving, the driver of that company. People come in and talk about CRMs, customer retention management systems. They talk about their marketing. You can always tell a bad leader or a bad business owner when they keep saying to you things like, and this is lack of self-awareness. Yeah. Oh, it's the marketing. They really got to pick it up. Oh, it's the accounting. Yeah. Really got to pick it up. No, you suck. Yeah. You need to pick your <laughs> shit up. And then you need to build out from there. What is your thoughts on just human nature lack of self-awareness and what does that mean to you you know it's funny because you 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 you're, you're you're saying all this and you know i i don't come i think you come from like a psychologically psychological yeah. ba- background yeah. right psychology i think that's what you wanted to do when you yes, grew yes, up back yes. in school you, that's what you wanted yes, to do yes. i don't come from the background so i i haven't you know that's not my realm of expertise but you know to be honest with you um i i, I fundamentally agree that um, being aware, having that consciousness, um, putting aside your ego is the most important thing when it comes to innovation. I, I, and especially today. And the reason why I say today is because there's so many things coming at us. There's yes. so much technology. Yes. There's so many things happening from an innovation sp- standpoint. To be like an innovation strategist, not only do you have to understand what's happening yeah. around with technology, yeah. but you have to actually have understand what's happening with media with culture with entertainment with with um with startups like you actually have to understand what's happening at a broader level but let me tell you this it is literally impossible it is impossible to be abreast of everything and so as a leader traditionally as a leader if if i'm in an organization um if i look at a leader i say give me the answers right yeah we actually demand our leaders for answers but today how is a leader going to give answers when you can't fundamentally know everything and i think the best leaders are the ones that actually can put ego aside mm. and say yo i don't understand this please help me understand mm. please explain this show me how to do it mm. to me that is the epitome of strength and it, it you know some might see it as weakness I don't know no, what I'm talking no. about, but to me, it's the epitome of strength. And today, with all this, with you know, just the global nature of the world and the 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 ubiquity of technology, like 
you, you need more you need to put ego aside and 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 learn from others so you're kind of fast forwarding so you listen to the podcast why why did you want to come on to the podcast and i mean you'll shoot me a message here and there saying yo man i listened to that i really love the point you made there or you know you, you talked about scott you talked about my wife you talked about you know even clothes, yeah. things like that w- what about the podcast really intrigues you listening because you're somebody who i can tell fundamentally like your personality is big. Um, I think you would be somebody that, man, to hold your attention, like you better be like, you know, not boring. I think you'd be on to the next thing. Yeah. What about the podcast? What about the conversations or a conversation really pulls you in, well, makes you feel compelled? Well, t- t- uh, speaking honestly about your podcast, yeah, man. to be honest with you, I don't really care about the uh, guests that you get on. <laughs> um, I- I'm actually... I'm actually listening for you. Mm. I'm listening mm. for your thoughts and your interviews and what you're dropping, um, as opposed to the guests. I mean, you have you have great guests, but I think um, I'm listening for your insights. And it's a reason why anybody listening to a podcast. Are you actually listening for the interviewee? Or are you uh, listening for the interviewer? Yes. Um, and so, to be honest with you, I think it's the interviewer. And and I, you know, you've had some really great folks. Um, for me, I'm listening to the podcast because it is, um, you know, you come from a different world than I do, yes. which is around marketing, yes. branding. Yes. Um, that, that this is something that, you know, I'm always thinking about yes. and trying to work at. So for somebody like you, who's an expert in this space, who, you know, I want to learn from you and, and, mm. and, and what you're, what, what you're, what you're saying in this space. So yeah, that's, that's to be honest with you. And to be honest with you, you've had some really great podcasts. I'm thinking that this is going to be the best podcast that you ever had, to be honest with you. Hell yeah, and, man. And, and Shout out to Sean Kanuga. Can we get like a little ding sound in there with that? <laughs> well, ding. You know, I love, I love how you start all your podcasts, by the way. It goes, yeah. you know, that. where do you get that? That's from Fuckmaster Flex, it, I think, You know right? what? I, I take my B-roll music, and this is funny because every time you do an interview that centered around video cameras, the video people always say, don't look at me. But this is the Ryan Holt Show. I'm going to look at you guys. You guys are absolutely <laughs> great. You're real. But the, the, the trueness of, of that is um, I, I like... I think the music sets the tone. I think the music is absolutely everything. What what, what track are you going to drop underneath this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I really, I really got to check it out. I, I really don't okay. know. So listen, I want to ask you a couple questions because sure. you know you're you are the OG when it comes to personal branding and when it comes to marketing. Yeah. Like you were, you know, one of the guys that were. You know, I remember this. You know, um, you know, earlier on, like you, you know, I used to see you every. You know, I still see you everywhere, and. Um, and you always had a unique take. Mm. You always dressed, mm. you know, fresh to death. Yeah. You know, watching you on the breakfast, you know, yeah. the breakfast TV. Man, and, you're and, good. And, yeah. and you know, you got the fresh socks. You know, the you know everything looks fresh. You know, you were the original. You know, when personal branding, personal brand is a thing now. <laughs> yeah, but you create. You literally created the genre, man. You know what? I want do you, to. Do you, do you do you like do? You, have you, has anybody told you that? Like, you were the OG when it comes to personal branding. First off, Sean is, man, you're, you're buttering me up way too much. I need, <laughs> I need two slices of bread and, and, and some cognac on the side because I feel real good. No, I think I think personal branding centers around individuality. It centers around uh, opinion. It centers around who is this person? What is the message that you want to send out? And, and, and what impact? I feel like every single interaction that I have in my life, whether it's ordering a coffee, whether it's going up to that lady at the front of this building asking her for a key to the washroom, I'm very conscious of where I'm leading people in their emotions. And I don't want when people interact with me to have a bad experience. Yeah. And it could be on a minute level, it could be on a massive level, because I feel that there's so much negativity in the world on a day to day that if we were to ask like 20 people in this building, you know, 15 of them have a really kind of, a scarcity mentality where I have an abundance mentality. I'm like, there's enough pie to go around. So I'm very conscious of how I want to make people feel. But at the same time... Okay, so, 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 so tell me this. Sure. If somebody, if somebody was talking on the side, you're not in the conversation, they might know you notionally, what do they say about Ryan Holtz? Like, what are they saying? I think... What do you think that they're saying? Because think, that really is a brand, right? Well, the, the truth is I'm self-aware. 50% of people, I think, uh, find me repelling and, and 50 hate cent, me. 50 50%. Cent. 50%. No, 50, 50%. He did, did the survey. Yeah, and, and the 50, other 50% absolutely love me. But that's the that's the thing about being remarkable. You can't. It's like Scott Stratton even said, you can't sit on a fence, man. If you want to be innovative and you want to make change in the world, you have to come out and say, here's my stance. I'm willing to back up my thesis. And if you don't like that, then you need to you know keep it moving. So for me, if everybody said, oh, I 
like Ryan, I'm not doing my job properly. If everybody likes Sean, you're not doing your job properly. Yeah. You need to make some waves. Not intentionally. I don't want to ever make people feel bad. But if somebody doesn't like me because of their own insecurities, that's on them, right? Yeah. You know, my mom, and again, you know, going back to that, the death of her, in 13 years, she instilled a certain confidence in me that a lot of parents struggle to do with their kids in a lifetime. And I, for that, I'm thankful for it. And I know your dad passed away. It's the same thing, right? You talked about, you know, how, 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 your, how your dad was a, a photographer crazed person. And, yeah. you know, every, every family portrait you see, nobody was smiling because your dad was too crazy about, you know, got to get the right angle, yeah, got to get the yeah. right lighting and things like that. And I'm like, well, I get it because, you know, your dad took pride in his family. He, you know, even me to this day, I'm like, Deja, come on. And everybody's like, yo, man, just take the picture. Yeah. I just want to enjoy the moment. But I, again, right, 50% love Ryan Holtz. The other 50%. How do you know that? Hey, what do you mean? What do you mean 50%? I, I just, I can tell by people's demeanors when, when they meet me. I can tell kind of the, the follow-up. I can tell when somebody's bullshitting me. I can tell, you know, by the interactions they have with me on social media. It's funny. I'll have, you know, 20, over 20,000 Instagram followers. And 5,000, I don't think, I think they absolutely hate me, but they hate me so bad they can't ignore me or block me or unfollow <laughs> me because they're like, I'm too curious about what this motherfucker's up to. Interesting. And that is the truth. And that to me shows me, Ryan, you're having an impact because even these, even these fucking people that don't like you, they, they still can't unfollow you because they're like, yeah. I'm curious about what he's doing. Because at the end of the day, I think even if somebody doesn't like me, their, 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 their question inside themselves as to why. I think when I meet a confident person like such as yourself man we gravitate it's like peanut butter and jelly yeah. they don't they don't get defensive they're, they're like okay hey, I love what Ryan's doing it's kind of like me when I meet somebody who's like extremely accomplished doing well in their field I love it you know what the first thing I want to do I, I, I want to talk to them yeah. and I want to ask them a question and shut the hell up and just listen yeah. I want to get educated by this person because I'm like in 20 minutes they probably could give me like what a professor could in like a year worth of study because they're in the field they're actively doing what they're doing and they're actively building brick by brick by brick so it's funny you know who is Ryan Holtz Ryan Holtz is two, a two-geared person it's business and family. I don't know a third day. Yeah, yeah. It's family and business. And if you look at my calendar, it's family or business. It's family number one, business after that. Everything yeah. else after that. I could care less about business when it comes to my children, my wife, my family. That that to me is everything. So so what about personal branding? Sure. Do, do, do you think that there's a... Do you think personal branding has sort of jumped the shark and that, you know, we've sort of asked everybody to carry a personal brand and everybody wants to be an influencer and, and you know, it's it's getting... It's, it's diluted. It's, it's, it's dilu diluted now, right? The a little bit. Point about I think it's... Per listen, don't get me wrong. I think it's really important to have a personal brand, but, but do you think that there's a, you know, there's a stigma to it now? Of course, because people are thinking, I'm just Ryan, I'm just Sean, like, I don't need a sock business card, or I don't need something that's unique, I'm, I'm just a very boring person. But what people have to understand about personal branding is personal branding is not this, you know, separate entity that you're creating around yourself, it's just, it's a gateway to show yourself, not creating something around yourself, but a gateway to show yourself. Yeah. You talk about technology, technology is the vehicle of personal branding. Social media is the vehicle of personal branding, right? If you're boring, I've met some amazing branded people and they're boring as hell. Yeah. I love it because it's authentic, it's who they are, but they've done a great job on showcasing that. And I think that if you're going to apply for a job or you're trying to get that client, everybody is a brand, right? Recruiters, you, you look at HR and recruitment, that's being completely disrupted that industry, right? How you hire, how you onboard, how you even get off of somebody is completely changing. People are very smart and they know what their skill sets are. And they're now saying, hey, do I want to work for that company? I don't, I don't need, even in a bad economy, I still think that the job seekers always in the driver position. Yeah. I think any company that thinks they're in the driver's position, that's a company that they need, you got to call Sean. Yeah. They need to be innovated. Yeah. They need to be disrupted. It's people first. It is so hard. You look at the cost of onboarding somebody who is unique and great at what they do. You cannot replace. Not and I and I don't believe that because people say everybody's replaceable. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they're not. That's that's just BS. So, so so you're connecting the fact that you know if if as a job seeker, if you have a personal brand, then you become you know 
you're, you're basically building your equities a yeah, lot, got a it. lot better. Because I mean, if I go and apply for a job right now, first of all, my my requirement for salary is going to be completely different, right? Like my resume is going to be like, check out my teeth. Like I'm not even going to give you a paper resume. Yeah. I'm going to give you my website. I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm going to go, go Google me. And if you can't Google me, I don't want to work for you anyway, because it already tells me about your corporate culture. Yeah. But I, I tell people, I'm like, don't depend on somebody else to tell you what your value is. You need to be constantly on a daily basis telling the public what your value is. And it's not in an egotistical or arrogant way. It's just simply saying, but, if you're, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute, sure. wait a minute. You have to, I disagree with you. Okay. You, you got to constantly tell people about your value. Ah, did you just say constantly tell people about your value? Have to, have to. Okay, okay, okay. But, but let, let, let me tell ahead. you. I feel like, I feel like you should just be you. And, you know, you know, part of me, so, so I'll just back it up in terms of my personal brand and how I sort of built my brand. We're going to talk about that I too. I haven't sold anything. I'm not selling anything. I'm not telling people my value, but I'm, I'm sharing my thoughts. I'm sharing my ideas. And I literally have not asked anybody to buy anything Sean, of mine. SeanCanungo.com. <laughs> YouTube videos. Who is Sean? Yeah. I The first thing I get to when I get to Sean's website is a list of your dates of speaking. My friend... That is what we call a sales pitch if I've ever seen one. Now, now well, going me, no no going back though because I don't mean Sean Ryan Holtz is calling me out. I don't Holy. mean I don't mean Sean has to say, "Yo, I'm I'm great. My name's Sean. Hire me. This is what my speaking fee should be." That is ridiculous. I'm saying Sean needs to tell the market how great he is by consistently putting out great work, which then automatically fundamentally means great value, which then fundamentally acts as a sales pitch. But we know in great sales and great marketing, yeah. it's not about the pitch. It's the greatest sales pitch and marketing pitch is the one you never see. Yeah. And you, my friend, are a complete sales pitch. But I don't say that in a bad way. I say that in a great way because it, it, it's actually appealing. I want to know more about Sean. I want to watch you speak. I want to I want to see you get on stage and, you know, fling your hands around and talk about how Edmonton's the most nostalgic city because we're still talking about the Stanley Cups. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're clipping the Wayne Gretzky clip. Yeah, yeah. These things are so subliminal. You know, you bring in your father into your speeches a lot. And I always say there's something to be said about a speaker that brings in things that are that they hold very dear to their heart. Some of it is for impact on the career crowd so that they can relate to you. Some of it is because that's just who you are and that's the fabric of who you are and you're proud of who you are. And then other things are simply just don't look at me as just a guy speaking at you. Like even though you're speaking to a big crowd, we know the best speakers in the room. It's just like we're sitting on a yeah. couch together. You're not talking at anybody. You're talking with people. Yeah. But you do disagree. I want to hear why. But well, I wanted I, to clarify. I, well, no, I just I, 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 I yeah, I know I know I get that and and you said that, you know, I'm basically, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know what you said. I'm a walking sales page or something like that. Sales card. Sales card. Subliminally. Subliminally. Yeah, Sub, which and, is huge. And, and to me, that's important because, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in your face, no. you know, selling you something. I want to be, you know, I'm, I'm here to provide my ideas. And by the way, yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear me speak somewhere, then, you know, there, there's an opportunity for you to do that. But, you know, 99.99% of the people that are going to be watching me or hearing me, they're not going to buy anything from me. They're just gonna, they're just here to consume content. And I'm okay. I don't need them to buy my stuff. Of course. Right? Um, and so for me, in terms of building a personal brand, I love the people that are really authentic. They're not asking them to, you're not buy, there to buy anything. You're just there to, you're just you, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, Absolutely. I resonate with that because, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, you know, I see some people they're selling their like multi-level sort of, yeah, you, you know, know buy their, their my master book and class program and all that. You crap. know, I just feel a just inherent. Um, You're uh, talking personal brand, okay? I it's just, like yeah. it's like when we talk about brand, right? You got Versace, you got Walmart, right? Do you see anybody ever going to Versace and be like, hey, listen, man, you know, I'm a brother, you're brown. I'm cheap, man. I want a deal. You know, I'm not paying retail. Yeah. We don't go into Louis Vuitton and be like, yo, man, I want that 20% off. They'd be like, if you have to ask me, you probably should like walk out that door right now. That means that their brand has been in perpetuity. The, the longer you hold off asking for money, the bigger your brand becomes. Yeah. I'm not building a, a, a marketing company or a podcast. I'm building Ryan Holtz. And it's, it's consistent. It's going to be completely long tail. 
the equity on that name and the perpetuity in which it's going to be formed yeah. is going to be something that's amazing and, and beautiful. And you're right. What happens with that is people, it's it's inbound. People automatically reach out and say, hey, man, maybe I want you to speak at the conference or, hey, I know you do marketing. I have a business. What you do is exceptionally well because you're it, it's class. It's branding in perpetuity. You're not playing the short game with this. You're playing the long game. No, exactly. You know, you, you know people's eyeballs are on you. And you even said opening up before we even press record, you said, listen, if I'm going to do something... I gotta do it well. My brand to- is everything. Well, so, so totally, like you know, you know, that's really important to me. So, you know, the reason why we're doing this podcast and the reason why we're in a really dope location, the reason why this is looks good and people are looking at this and it sounds good and looks good is because I want a product, and, and you know, you already put up put out a product that is polished and crisp. Um, and same with me. That's why what I, you know, I have a, a amazing, you know, uh, you know, shout out to my videographer. Shout out Mo to these guys. And, and don't Ness. look at them. Don't look at them. <laughs> and Ness, you know, the, you know, they're, they're the best. The reason why I get the best best videographers in the city to help me with my stuff is because I want my stuff to look the best. And, um, you know, if somebody's going to hire me or do business with me, they want, I think they should know that, listen, this is not going to be on the cheap. This is going to be, you know, um, this could be a high quality product. This is not going to be on the cheap. Can we get a ding for that again? (laughs) Edit that in right now. Ding. Not on the cheap. (laughs) And so this is, um, you know, and this is, this is not only part of my brand. It's not because I need to have this. It's because I want to hear something. I want to watch something. I want to feel something that is high quality. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 at the end of the day, that's why I will, you know, I'll go out and get the best videographers or the sound guys or whatever to 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 really ramp up what I'm doing. Because I, I listen at the end of the day, like. I want to, yeah, I want to consume my own content. Mm. You're cha- you're a change maker. I mean, arguably one of the best speakers I've heard. I haven't seen oh, you man, in, I, I haven't seen, that. I haven't seen you in, and you've pu- seen a ton of, pu- I haven't seen you in, pu- I haven't seen you in public, but I, I watch your video. Video doesn't lie. I mean, your energy that you bring to the stage is very unique. I think the one thing I like about you though, it's sometimes I, I see a speaker and their content. It, it seems almost separated. Like I know they studied their content and they studied their deck and maybe they're more visual. So they're, you know, throwing up slides of images because that, you know, automatically correlates. Speaking, as you know, is one of the most feared things like humans can do. Some humans would rather die than get up and talk in front of like 10 people, let alone, you know, a thousand or 5,000. Um, you know, I've I've blown some speeches that I, I'm embarrassed about. I wanted to give the event, you know, coordinator <laughs> back their money, almost sneak out of there. Like I, I got two speeches and, I, and I'm very public about it. I just one was in Vegas and I bombed it like I, I thought I was going to die. I just I don't know what happened. I, it just was not. Did my you day. choke up or did you just the, the, the audience wasn't uh, vibing with what you were saying? <laughs> it was just off from the time I stepped on the stage. Like I just felt it like I, I went to step on the stage. It's almost like my legs wanted to give out and yeah. I, I didn't know why. And it's like I was prepared. I drank water, you know, I did my routine and I think I, I don't think you can shoot a hundred for a hundred all the time no. but these two are in my head and it's kind of like my fear point for every speech going forward and I even had one well, I still hear about it like I've had people see me they see me at that conference and they came to other conferences and every time it's like Ryan you're an amazing speaker like, but what happened in Vegas like, oh my <laughs> god I'm like it stays in Vegas they're like no it doesn't stay on Facebook Twitter it's like it's like ingrained but my question to you is that what is your preparation for speaking? Is this something that came uh, natural? Or are you like a complete Toastmasters guru that said, my well, God, I'm going to start speaking at a young age? Like, how 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 did you get these chops, man? Yeah, well, I pre- first of all, I appreciate it. And you're an amazing speaker and your voice is, is incredible. And, you you know, you you know, I've seen some of your stuff online and, it, and it's pretty amazing. So, you know, coming from you, that means a lot. You know, for me with speaking, it's been, um, it's just, it's been a lot of like, a lot of uh, hours in the gym. Um, you know, I was in consulting for 12 years working with Deloitte and, you know, consulting is really all about trying to influence, persuade a client to take action. We're always running workshops. We're always mm. doing interviews. We're mm. always presenting random, like in front of people all the time. Mm. So for me, it was like developing reps while mm. I was at work, you know, talking about things that I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, that, that was part of it. It's just getting in the reps. I think you need that mm. just presenting all the time. Uh, the other thing is also, you know, you know, you know, part of speaking is performance. And, 100%. And, 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 and um, you know, I've always sort of been a, a, a bit of a performer. My friends and I, we've had also our, our own, you know, film Like, you're crew. a theatrical dude. Yeah, you're at the yeah. Windspear with your friend there, and you, you guys are killing the audience. And, yeah. And I don't know. What event was that? That was... Uh, it that looked was like a lot Oscars. of brown people yeah. in, the, in the crowd. It <laughs> was a Moscow's Film Festival, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were just... We were emceeing. It's something that we sort of... Uh, yeah, that we helped out doing. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Do you but- think the fact that you speak gives you a huge leg up on your quote-unquote competitors or competition? Do you think in general if somebody can speak, that's going to take them 
to where they want to go maybe quicker or in a more robust or I think speaking, valuable way? I think being able to clearly uh, uh, communicate yourself is a, you know, th- that helps with with anything, 100%. right? 100%. Marriages, man. Everything. Marriages. Fatherhood. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know how much is healthy in my marriage. I'll, I'll ask my wife later. She loves she, she's you. She's always like, she she's loves always like you, you got to communicate better. I'm like, I'm a professional communicator. Uh, <laughs> you should no, be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I think, I think, I think being able to speak is a, is one of those things that is just, it's ubiquitous. It can help you with, with anything, whether at your job, um, with your friends, with your relationships. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful skill. And, uh, you know, I've been, uh, fortunate enough to, have to, you ever bombed? Any? So, so is there absolutely. any that stand out in mind where you're like, I got one or two that just like, and you're not saying you bombed them just to say it. Like you're like, no, I, I felt bad you know, after. It's, it's funny. Almost cried. It's, like it was brutal. You know, it's funny. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you'll bomb because the audience is not vibing with True. you. True. Sometimes you'll bomb because you don't have a good performance. You know, for me, um, I've gone to a point now where I, I really, when I go to an, when I look at the audience, I can see who's going to vibe with me or not. Like I I can really tell. It's funny. Like, um, last year I was on the road with, with, uh, with, uh, my man, uh, my filmmaker Mo, we were just going across the country. It was, I think it was five keynotes in five days. And, uh, we were, we were going through that week and, you know, and it was funny because I was with him and we were watching all the audiences. We got to the fourth um, audience in Toronto and it's not that I didn't give a good performance. Mm. I, get, I gave a good performance, but the audience was flat. Oh, it was God. death. Yeah. And I, cu- I couldn't get out of there faster. It was like, it, it, it was just something, you, you, your heart sinks. There's audiences you can't flip either. Like I've heard some people disagree with me on this. I, I, I stand by it. Like there's audiences. They just don't like you. Like, you know what? And I'll, and I'll be, I'll be you straight up. Flip it. I'll be straight up with you. Um, like old elderly white males <laughs> all in the audience. They don't jive with me. They don't, they don't vibe with me. Um, I, I don't know why. It's not all the time. But if there's, an, if there's a predominantly older mm. white male audience, most of the times they will be sitting there. I'll be like, okay. Tell me something I don't know, kid. Let's go. Uh, let's go deep here because I think we have a lot of these social, uh, you know, movements and things like that. Like Me Too. We have a lot of um, Black Lives Matter racial yeah, we things. Went to, well, Me Too. Black and, Lives Matter. Well, real quick. Well, no, because I, I feel like we're in business too, and I, I think it's you know people who are watching this. I mean, I got lots of people who are you know non-Caucasian that listen to the podcast. Asian, you know, Indian. I mean, even I look at my I look at my my child. My my wife is Egyptian, Lebanese, yeah. and, and and Spanish. I'm Jamaican and German. My my child is like United Nations. We are like one love, one piece in our household, right? Like the only reason we'll kick you out is because you don't eat our food. Like you're done to us. You're dead to us. We love the world. And and literally I put global citizen because I'm a proud Canadian. I'm a proud Jamaican. So this is something that that holds dear to my heart. But I think we have to be honest and say like I've been to some some little conferences and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to play this racial card in my head because I think it's a very not good thing to do. But I'm like, does that play a role? Because sometimes I I, I do feel it. But I don't like to to amplify or, or bring attention to it because I feel that it's doing a disservice to you know other minorities quote unquote but I think it's there to, to be honest with you and to I want I want to clarify I just want to clarify that um, I know that that audience is they they don't vibe with me as much um, but I love it because for me if I can change but let's but why why don't they vibe they why? don't um, like, I think I think it's because. Um, they, I think they've been, I think they have gone through business for 40, 50 years and um, they didn't have to change. And I'm coming here with a message. You look like change. Yeah. You I, look I, disruptive. I, I, I come into, a, I come into a, an event where I'm talking about change mm-hmm. and transformative change. Mm-hmm. And that is fundamentally against their, 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 how they've built their businesses or they, mm. they how they think mm. and so it's a massive shift for them right as opposed to a younger uh, whether it's a younger audience a female audience a minority audience you know they're a little bit more um, open to change yeah. I, yeah. I, and I don't want to be I don't want to you know I don't want to pick 
I don't, I don't want I don't want to make this racial at all. No, but, no. But, but, but um, yeah, and, and but I love actually being with those audiences because for me, if I can get folks to think about disruption or innovation in a new way, that is like the biggest me for, win for me. That's why I love. Mm. That's why I mm. love being in innovation. Mm. So for me to take somebody who is a non-believer mm. and, and 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 changing them so they become a believer. Hallelujah, amen, then, brother. Then then. Then to me, that's the biggest win, right? Yeah. If I'm just preaching to the choir and people who are already understanding, you know, how disruption is changing every industry, how it's changing jobs and industries, then like, well, well, why am I there? So you said two key words: one's racial, one's cultural. Here's this is what I I can't wrap my head around is that racial to me is like so on, on one side. I love the word cultural because I, I do feel like we're going through cultural change. It's it's a change in ideologies. It's a change in, you know, swagger. It's a change in, you know, the average person now that's working at a Fortune 500 company, they, they don't even wear a tie anymore sometimes, you know, and they're wearing what you're wearing or, you know, you got millionaires that are rocking Air, like Air Maxes, yeah, you know, the owner yeah. of the Patriots, right? Don't talk about the owner Whoa. of the Patriots. Yeah, right. That's another buzz one, right? You, that guy got caught, you know. <laughs> Come on, man. My, you know, my wife said, though, this is true because I think Robert it's funny. Kraft, yeah. She's like, man, the guy's got so much money. Why would he go up in the place? Can't you call well, a number? Well, I and like have that number call a burner phone and then like do the like do. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are ragging on Robert Kraft on that. I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, well, I don't want. I mean, keep keep on going. I mean, for my, my only take on Robert Kraft is that like you're right. Like he doesn't he doesn't need to do that. I mean, if he if he wants to get some girls, I'm sure he can pay for. You know, Daryl Cates. I think he he. I think he tried to to that, pay like buy some some girls or something like that. Guys, he's, just, he's he's interesting too. Oh my yeah, god, he's interesting. Anyways. You drive by his house, like got the license plate reader. Is that right? right? Oh, the, I remember when he first built the home. Yeah, he hired. I believe this is a true story. It was always off-duty police officers, twenty-four-seven. And if you drove by, like they literally boom with the telephoto lens on your plate and then it would always be logged because i always say like when you get to that level i mean we talked about repelling people i mean you make some enemies along the way you cannot get to billionaire status and have everybody love you but you know security wise i i I don't know so uh just shout out to anybody who wants to break into daryl case's house don't don't go there he's he's tracking everything and go back to the and daryl just so you know i love you man you want to come on (laughs) as a guest too no worry we'll make it happen we'll make that happen so 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 go back to the me too black lives matter yeah so i i I feel with with that it's intertwined into business you know we talk about a lot and i've had you know several females on the show who are you know killing it in life and we've we've went we've went deep you know we've talked about you know do you feel you're making less money because you're a female do you feel Mm. like you're you're dealing with harassment in the workplace and that's what the reinhold show podcast is really about it's it's real talk because i want when people are listening in their cubicle or wherever the hell they are to to know that there's other people out there that are actually thinking and contemplating the same things that you are and the first thing to any solution or love in my opinion is always communication like if you don't like me i'm totally cool with that what i'm not cool with though is you not having the balls to sit down and say, well, Ryan, here's why I don't like you. Yeah. I don't have to agree with it. But for me, I'm very diplomatic in the sense where I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued by that because that's where the self-awareness comes in. And sometimes like I've had some tough conversations and I'm like, damn, was I giving off that vibe? You know, I didn't, I didn't mean to give off that vibe. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of revolutionary for me where I'm like, you know, I can't walk around thinking that I'm great. You know, because there's lots of certain things. Maybe I maybe I bring people to a bad place, but I wasn't even, you know, figuring that out. Kind of going into what you do as a speaker, I think that's huge. I think when people are booking, I think the crowds you're talking to, I think event coordinators, every time they bring in a speaker or keynote, if that keynote does not perform, that is on them. Whoever's their boss is like, yo, you're fired tomorrow. Totally. And 100%. they're looking at you to say, okay, you're, you know, it's kind of like Scott Stratton said. He said, you know, my job is to go to the line, but not cross the line. And he's I, like, I, I'm not as, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not as, I'm not, I'm not that controversial. I'm talking about, um, no, you're not, you're uh, not, yeah, but, 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 um, you know, f- I'm talking about something that might and many times I'm, I'm talking about concepts that I'm going to interject are, and look at the camera and interrupt my guests, which I should never do, but okay. I'm, I'm going to keep it real here. However, Sean Canungo is like consistently building, but dude, I'm telling you, this is my prediction for you. Okay. In, in like, I'm not even going to go 10 years. That's too long. I mean, wow. you could, you know, who knows, but I'm saying three to five years, you're an epic speaker. You're, you're going to piss some people off soon. Right. I've been looking at a lot of your talks, right? And they're great. They're polished. They're refined. But dude, you ha- you have the sauce to be like, like 
people are walking out of that conference room like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. Wait a sec, go home. I gotta Google his shit though. That shit was good. It pissed me off, but why? Why? Remarkable. And I feel like when you hit that remarkable stack, it it, it, it is somewhat repelling. I don't I don't think it's a I bad. See what I you're don't saying, think yeah. it's a bad thing. I don't think you're controversial at all. But I think that when you're in a space of disruption, innovation, to me that's ruffling feathers well, indirectly. So, you're doing it in a very educated, diplomatic way. But dude, you're telling somebody you need to change. Certainly. I mean, I mean, listen. I'll, <laughs> that's tough. You know, I'll walk into business all the time, and the, and the concepts that we bring up, and the the way that people are are going about different business models, or uh, you know using technology technologies in different ways are fundamentally going against how they do business today. <laughs> so in the sense it is controversial but you know obviously I try to package it in a way that is that is consumable that is tactical so that they can all go off and try uh, to, to people love you because of that though well, because it, because I, it, in controversial like people throw around these words I think maybe there's a, could be a negative connotation with that word associated but given the context I think controversial can be amazing because controversial what it does is it rips the band-aid off. How do we ever get, how does a cut ever get better if you keep banditing it? Yeah. Like, dude, can you imagine your, your child goes out, you know, and it, you know, gets a cut on the pavement and you literally bandage it up without cleaning out the wound? Not going to be good, totally. you know? Like, I'm just giving it a straight, a simple analogy, but that is the truth. And you're going to look at her and be like, listen, we got to like take some rubbing alcohol, clean all that out. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> but then she loves you after because, man, you're the, you, you were the guy that ripped the bandaid off and said, I'm not giving you the three-year solution. I'm giving you the 30-year solution. And I think that's huge, man. And a lot of business people out there, they're sick of people coming in, speaking to them or consulting with them. Even me, I, I come in and talk about the same things as a marketing person. And I had a guy tell me, he's like, Ryan, I, I'm sick of people telling me what I need to do like for one to two years. I, I need to reshape my whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm here yeah. for the long game. Yeah. What, like, what does this look like five to 10 years, which at the speed we're moving, I don't know. I mean, but I can say you need to like go here and go here. And I always tell businesses, I'm like, listen, keep your process maneuver it a bit and make sure you have something that's built in to always be listening and watching what the industry is doing and then making sure you have some sort of department that can implement change quick yeah and they're like that kind of makes sense to me because it's like you know you have this built-in innovation driver i hear what you're saying and it's like i see some of these people i, I look at the crowd when you're talking you see some guys and they're like and you, you, like you see their pupils dilating because they're like <laughs> what he's saying makes that. total common sense and I love it. But then he's thinking, how the hell? Like, I got to talk to Suzanne tomorrow. Yeah. Who Suzanne kicks my ass all day. <laughs> and I got to tell her that she needs to do her thing differently. And that's where that top down kind of comes in. But Well, listen, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. At the end of the day, um, my biggest, uh, the biggest, uh, I guess, happiness that I get is when somebody takes my talk the concepts mm. of my talk the some of the tactical things from my talk and actually goes off goes to their executives goes to their bosses goes to their leaders and actually goes off and executes and actually makes something happen and they come to me and say hey sean mm. we started this or we did this or here's the result to me that's everything mm. right to me if i can get one person in the audience to go off and do that that is everything and um like i said before if i can take a non-believer and that's why i love the crowds where people huge, are sitting like that huge. because i know there's going to be a non-believer in that crowd and they can take what i've t said to them and now they're going off and doing something amazing like that that means the world to me it's interesting because you're right like the non-believers they came there not to believe I mean, this is this has nothing to do with you, and I, you know, I've spoke to that those types of people too. Sean Canungo, man, I'm telling you, you social media. How how do you factor in social media into your personal life well, slash I professional like life? Like, like I would say you're you're there, like you watch, like you're there, but you're not like you're not heavy on the. I'm gonna keep putting stuff out. Is there I don't is there know, a strategy, man, I, or I, you're just no, like, yo, I'm, I'm doing tips. my thing. I need some tips. I need some tips from the social media guru. You know, for me, social media um, is is very deliberate, and I and I don't know. I need some advice because I don't know if I'm no, doing no, it right. No, no. I don't know if I'm doing it right. See, just how does it make you feel? Like, what's your what's your stance on it right now? Like, I mean, I love social media. world. I love social media. Let me let me just break down how mm. I post on social media. Okay, um, 
you know, LinkedIn has been beautiful for me and mm. it's been beautiful for you as well. And, and mm. posting a video on LinkedIn has been really great for me. I love posting a video on LinkedIn every week. I'll try to do it on a weekly basis. You know, mm. sometimes I miss a week, but weekly basis of something that I said during a talk, maybe it's a hot take, you know, one to two minutes, just getting feedback. I actually use video on LinkedIn as not a pol- it's whatever you see on LinkedIn or wherever, it's actually not a polished version of what I've done in my talk. Mm. It's actually the first time that I've actually delivered it. Mm. And you know why? Because I'm actually posting it to get, I'm posting it to get insights into the actual topic. Mm. I want people to comment, to see what they're saying, so I can actually build upon those ideas. Mm. You know, traditionally you'll see something on a, on a, on a platform, it's because it's perfect, it's polished. Mm. I'm actually posting something actually raw on, so mm. that I can actually perfect it um, over time mm. in my actual talk. So that's me on LinkedIn. Instagram, I probably need to be doing more. I mean, I'm not, I'm not optimizing it. I don't hashtag. I don't. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Same with Twitter. Like, it's not really my platform. Facebook, I have my own Facebook uh, profile, uh, my own page. Mm. I'm not really doing. You know, I'm, I'm posting regularly. Social media to me um, is has been really great. Listen, it's been the gateway for you know my speaking career for sure. I need to do more, though, I think. What do you think, man? I mean, you're the guru. You're the I, expert. I, 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 think, I, I think social media is evergreen content, you know, which means that when you put something out there, it, it works as, like, all these different kinds of legs for you. I think anybody who's a great, you know, orator can talk or speak or communicate needs, 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 needs to show that, but then also needs to show that human side. Like, if you go to my Instagram, yeah, I'd say it's, it's 50% personal. You know, another 50%, you know, professional, you know, the engagement for me is huge. Direct messages where I live on Instagram. I mean, it's last year, I would say 35% of my new business came from Instagram alone. What's amazing on my Instagram account is I'll get people direct messaging me that will never like a picture or comment on a post, but because they see it absolutely amazing that way for you i think for you as a speaker yeah, give, me, give, me, give me some tips yeah here. i think i think tip number one is you know you, you 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 post at least you know as a basic one three four times a week if you can on insta um, yeah and then i think you take you know gary vaynerchuk said the whole like nine cent or two cent or whatever that 18 cent rule but, but you take whoa, 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 you take whoa, hashtags if i post three to four times a week I, this is my fear that it takes work get, People be, yeah, just work. get sick of me. You no, know no, I mean? no, no. Nobody gets sick of you because you're posting something that's making their life better, right? This is where this is where we. I, that's this, what I'm always. No, fearing. no, no, no. Just, okay, okay, okay. Here, but, here, here, here's the thing I want to talk to chat <laughs> because my, my whole thing is that I don't want to mix, and maybe it's my mind, but like I don't want to mix business and personal all together. Everybody listening, I hope he I hope he ends this well because I'm gonna crush him with an innovation know, statement. Listen, the innovating no, 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 guy no, no, is no, gonna get innovative. I don't think the people follow me. Do they really care about what I'm doing? You know, for business, or they just—they're just there to just see me as a person. So that—that's my—that's my dilemma with IG is that I don't know the right mix between business and personal, and I—I I, I just—it's no, it's, it has nothing to do with business or, or, or personal, right? It's not like you're putting out your Visa or Mastercard saying like, "Yo, I just dropped all this money on whatever." Like that—that that to me is like cheesy. But you're—you're you're just showing Sean, like you know, your child—that's huge, right? Uh, you know, dad's anniversary. Your dad loves photography. You know, grab one of his old cameras. Hey, man. This story about my dad you know he loved this camera this is like family portrait land yeah like if i'm seeing those kinds of things what it does is it subliminally says to me like ryan you're interested in this guy and then what i'm going to do is start you know going like that with my thumb and then checking out what else you do and the bio on instagram that's when i would tell everybody listening right now make sure your bio on instagram is proper don't write a paragraph nobody fucking even knows how to read anymore emoji that shit up you know like if you look at my bio it's father husband heart you know, it's very visually appealing. Very, okay. you know, podcast every Monday. A couple blue arrows going down. But Insta, okay, so, but Insta for you mm. is a gateway for your business. It's a gateway for anybody's business. But, 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 but Insta for me Dude, is not a... freshy over there I'm looking, right? <laughs> Those guys right I now, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they got pictures I, of food. I, I, I just said from a personal standpoint... That's the maybe I need to change my mindset around it because yeah, you sound like an old, not innovative person. No, I just in personal for me, it's my friends. Like, you know, you know, when I'm with my friends, that's already I'm the a, first problem. I, don't listen to your friends anymore. No, no, no. With I'm when I'm with my friends, we don't talk about work, of we course. don't talk about business, we don't talk about work. So we then on Instagram, talk to me about that with your friends, like hash, like with a picture of the boys. Yeah, we don't talk about work, we're chilling. Yeah, that's a, that's a post. 
Because you just, like it's being aware of, of of how you're feeling at that certain moment, right? Maybe like there's times I'm like I hate social media, like I hate marketing, yeah. and I've actually posted about it. I'm like, I want to disconnect right now. I hate phones. I'm, I'm like Instagram family, I love you, but I hate Instagram. It's like one of my most liked pictures because it was honest. You know, it's like I'm not always going to be turned on because I'm like I don't I don't enjoy that all the time, right? Yeah. I think especially when you have a child, like they bring you down to like let's color on the table and you know my son we're potty training he's got his own potty watch it has like 30 60 and 90 minute timers we just, <laughs> we just entered the pull-up phase you know of pull-up diapers yeah, right yeah. i've had crap on me and pee on me and like it's so funny because i'm like anybody who thinks i'm remotely great out there is like delusional all i am is a dad with an afro that has no gel in it at home chilling with my son it just living everyday life like everybody else but why i think i resonate with people is because i actually show a little bit of that because yeah. the first thing people like you're talking about nora like you met nora oh you did a podcast with nora i'm like what how's he know my wife Nora, how do you know sean <laughs> you know but but it's like people do that all the time because i'm showing that aspect of them i think the personal and and, and professional it's it's blurred now i think whatever you wouldn't want on a billboard that it's nice to have like linkedin definitely like my facebook page definitely is is professional yeah and ig for me is like sort of more on the personal ish side like i don't post my talks on insta it's all the same it's all the same enjoy it enjoy it (laughs) okay so this is enjoy it enjoy it um i want to end off yeah what is the end off like i want to i want to end off by telling every you to tell everybody who listens to the show First of all, that you'll be back on the show. Listen, and what want, what I, you bring to their life that's valuable. And look in the camera when you talk. Wow, what do I what do I bring to their life that is valuable? Um, well, first of all, let me tell you this: if you if you've gone this far in the podcast, let me tell you that this is the greatest podcast that has ever happened. Ninety-seven percent listen through rate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and and you can you you can find me everywhere. Sean can go. You know, I I I think at the end of the day, for me. Um, is is and what I'd like to say to the to the audience is um, if you're at home listening to this, if you're in your car, wherever you are, my whole thing is like just take a shot, take a chance. Um, if you're working somewhere and you 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 think that you this is what I see all the time: people working somewhere, they want to be innovative, they want to try new things, but they're not allowed to. This is my advice: try to get yourself fired today <laughs> like or that. tomorrow. Literally just try. And that means actually taking a shot, trying something new, trying an experiment that that might, you know, fundamentally change the business or enhance the business. Um, and what you will find 99.999% of the time is that you won't get fired. <laughs> get, and you'll actually take a shot. You'll actually take a shot and you might get promoted. And you actually might fundamentally change your trajectory and the, and the company's trajectory by just taking a shot. And by the way, if you somehow do get fired... Let me know. It'll be a great part of the story. But uh, no, I, I think that's just it. I think there's so many people within organizations that are sitting there and they, they're afraid to take a shot because, they, they're, because they're afraid of the re- repercussions and it never happens. And I've always taken this mentality and I've seen it work. If you don't try to get fired, your customer eventually will fire you anyway. Woo! And that's what, that's what people need to understand. And that is that's the truth. It. Your, your, your biggest co- your biggest competitors never never the never your peer in the business it's always the customer if, if, right that. now if the customer was not in the picture nobody would want to change but it's the customer that's implementing all this change so if you don't get fired by your boss your customer's gonna fire you anyway wow everyone I, I everyone would, I wish everybody we're gonna clip that we're gonna post it everywhere. And I just hope that the Zamboni cleaner that's been going around this 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 uh, this Enbridge Center. Yeah, and as, we're ta- as we're talking, I think everybody <laughs> should know we're at Enbridge Center, downtown Edmonton. It's a very cool environment. We got Zamboni cleaners. I think this is a very innovative way to do a podcast. We're sitting by some glass. Sean, how can everybody reach out to you? How where can they go? Where can they see that subliminal sales card of what you do? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I think you know. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Sean Canungo. I think that my main platform is is LinkedIn. You can add me there. Add me. Send me a note. Say you love uh, love me on this podcast. And um, 
Man, I just, I love, I love hanging with you. I love chopping it up with you. Appreciate you, man. I want you back on the show. Um, everyone, thank you so much for, for subscribing, all the reviews on iTunes. Please, at Reynolds1 on all social media channels. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or guests, info at reynolds.ca. And uh, all I need you to say, man, is uh, Reynolds Show Podcast. Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Boom, dizzle, baby.